0: Welcome to the Joyful Educational Leadership Podcast, a podcast for school and district leaders who want to wake up and be excited to go to work, ensure that teachers are happy, students are joyful, and parents are engaged and make a positive difference in the lives of those they serve. Your host, Dr. Donna Marie Kozine, will share tips, tricks, and proven strategies to increase joy in your staff, students, and yourself. Welcome to episode two of the Joyful Educational Leadership Podcast. I am Dr. Donna Marie Kozine, your host, and I am excited this week to talk with you about how to increase work joy. Last year, I published my first book, So You Want to Be a Superintendent, Become the Leader You Were Meant to Be. And in that book, I outline my seven steps for leadership development called My Leadership Drivers. And the first two letters, D and R, are what we're going to talk about today in terms of ways to increase work joy. The D in the driver's method stands for discover your mission. And the R stands for realize your values. So let's talk a little bit about mission alignment. The way to truly, truly experience joy is to make sure that what you're doing brings you joy, that your mission is one that you're living every day um, and that you are able to do what you love. So someone said, I don't know who it was, of course, I can't think of it, but if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And I've been on the side where I was doing work at a place where I I was no longer mission aligned. And boy, did it feel like work. Um, I remember that year it being very difficult for me to be as effective as I possibly could be. I remember not wanting to go to work. I remember feeling dejected by my supervisor and feeling just like nobody cared about me and nobody cared about anything that I did. And I just wasn't being my true authentic self. That's why mission alignment is so important. A lot of times I see people thinking about getting their next job as an educational leader, but they're not focused on getting the right job as an educational leader. And you will not be able to have joy in your life, in your work life. And of course, your personal life, because in our positions, there is a very fine line between work and life um, and our personal lives. You won't be able to have that joy if you have mission misalignment. So always focus on why do you want to be doing this work? Where do you want to be doing this work? How do you want to be doing this work? And when you actually go and interview for positions, realize that you're not just being interviewed, but you're also interviewing them. Is this a good fit for me? Am I hearing things that are important to me right now? So I'll give you an example. Uh, I mentioned in the first episode that I moved up to Rochester, New York about 15 years ago. And at the time, I was a, I was a principal of an elementary school, and the superintendent in that district told me that I was the heir apparent for his position. And I decided that, um, you know, being a principal and then being a superintendent at that point in my life wasn't as important to me as starting a life with person that I loved. So I remember talking to a person at school, and she, you know, questioning me about leaving and moving and leaving my job. And I said, you know, I realized that it's not about where I put my head at night, that's important to me. Now, it's about with whom I put my head next to at night. And my mission had changed from focusing on just my um, career path and focusing on having a balanced life. So when my mission changed, my life changed. And from that life change, I experienced great joy. And it's the same thing when you find a position that you truly, truly love. The second way to increase work joy is to ensure that you have values alignment. When I talk about values alignment, I mean that this place where you work, the district or school where you work, values what you value. So they value what you value. So if you value collaborative time with other professionals, then the district will provide time for principals or assistant principals or teachers or central office people to work collaboratively towards a goal. If you are a collaborative leader, you are not going to want to work for a district where everything is siloed and people kind of just stay in their lane and nobody tries to help each other out. That's not going to be aligned to your values. When I talk about alignment to values also, it's also not just what you value, but what your values are. So if humor is a value that's very important to you and you use, you use humor regularly to, um, get through challenges, you're maybe not going to want to work for a person who doesn't have a sense of humor or doesn't understand your sense of humor. So the values alignment is really important. When you don't have mission alignment and when you don't have values alignment, what will happen is it's a recipe for disaster. Actually, it's a recipe for burnout. And in our field today, in education, we know that people are burning out. The COVID pandemic has just amplified the number of educators who are leaving the field. Data on educational leaders indicate that 17% of principals do not serve the same school two years in a row. 45% of superintendents don't last more than three years in a district. And in the largest districts in the country that also have the most poverty 71% of superintendents don't last more than three years. So what does that mean for us? Well, what it means for us as educators is every time a new leader comes in, new initiatives come in and some things go out the window, some things stay, but what is consistent is that there is uncertainty. People don't trust the new person. The new person has to develop trust with people people will say, I'm just going to keep my head down and just keep it moving and do what I always did because this too shall pass. So it's really incumbent upon us to make sure that the positions that we engage with or the positions that we accept are true to who we are, or else we're going to be one of those people who only last three years um, and be moving on because of burnout. So the way to increase that work joy is first to make sure that you're in the right position. Make sure that you have mission and value alignment. Now, as promised, I wanted to provide you with today some really easy high-level tips of how to increase joy in yourself, your students, and your staff. So let's start with yourself. So as you know, a big buzzword these last couple of years has been self-care. And self-care is really very important. It's actually critical for us to be able to have work-life balance. And in my book on, uh, do you want to be a superintendent, become the leader you're meant to be my first book, I say in there, you know, self-care doesn't need to be going to uh, go to a mountaintop with a guru. It can be something very, very simple. It could be a hot bath with Epsom salts, which helps, um, put magnesium into your body. It could be going for a walk. It could be having a conversation with a friend. It could be calling up your sister, which is one of my go-tos. It could be going outside on the playground. But when you're feeling that you are starting to get empty, or you're feeling like you are void of joy, start doing some of those self-care techniques, taking a deep breath, you know, going for a walk. Listening to music is one of my favorites, you know, that just puts me in a better headspace. So self-care is one and think about what your self-care techniques are or your regimens are now. And if you don't have a self-care plan, come up with one. Think of one thing that makes you feel good and try to do that consistently during the day. Another thing that will bring you joy in life is to have a hobby. What's your hobby? You know, do you have something that you do besides coming to work and going home? Do you work out? Do you have friends that you get with regularly for game nights? Or do you like to go to restaurants? Do you go on date night with your significant other? Anything that takes your focus off of the work so that you can have more joy in your personal life will help you um, do that. What about alone time? Or do you like together time? I prefer alone time. I would love to Um, you know, if I'm feeling kind of depleted going by myself in my room with a book or sitting on the deck by myself with a book or listening to music is my go-to because during the day as the leader of this organization, you know, I have people counting on me and pulling on me all day, whether it's a parent, a student, a, a teacher, a leader, you know, that kind of empties my bucket and having time alone helps refill my bucket other people might want to just have together time. You know, maybe being with friends is what helps them bring joy in their life and kind of helps them fill their bucket. One other thing that has always worked for me is being with children. And I'm sure during this podcast, uh, I'll talk a bit about my mom, who was an inspiration to me to become a school and district leader because she was a teacher and then became a school leader and then a district leader. And one day when I was a principal, I spoke with her and I was really, really down about something with teachers. And she said to me, get off the phone and go be with children. She said, that's why we're here. Go be with children. And to this day, if I feel like I need more joy, that's where you'll find me. You'll find me on the playground. You'll find me in the gym with the kids. You will find me in classrooms because that is what increases my joy in myself. Funny story. It's actually in my second book. Um, I was uh, walking through and doing a probably a glow and grow in phys ed class and the kids were playing kickball. And I said, can I play? And they were sure, Dr. Kozine. And I was wearing these dance go shoes, which are like a really heavy shoe, really great for, you know, supporting you when you're walking all day. And they pitched the ball to me and I kicked as hard as I could. And the ball went to the left and my shoe went to the right. And <laughs> I ran to first base and I, I didn't get out. And the kids are still talking about that today, about how funny it was when Dr. Kozai kicked the ball and her shoe went flying and, you know, they couldn't get me out. So little things like that can really turn your day around and really help you bring more joy to yourself. So how do you bring and increase joy for students. Well, that really is a system, but there are certain little things you can do each day. And the first thing is to really know your students. Do you know them? Do you know them by name? Do you greet them by name when you see them? Do you say, good morning, Juliet, or good morning, Jamari, or good morning, Nina? You know, learn about your your students. You know, Figure out what they like, what motivates them. Focus on a culture of collaboration in your building. Let children collaborate in classrooms. Get rid of the sit and get or the sage on the stage. If if you still have classrooms like that, you need to dismantle them and make sure that classrooms are collaborative and students can be active. We use something at our school called whole brain teaching, which is the brainchild of uh, Chris Biffle out of California. And it's a very active teaching model that really helps bring joy because children are actively using all of their you know senses to learn and teachers are engaging them through call and response and physical gesturing. and that really has increased joy in our in our classrooms. Ditch the sit and get, ditch it. Um, have fun with your kids. Go on, you know, when they're outside in the playground, go play with them, go into their gym classes, but also create activities and rituals for your school that are fun. The first year we were here, uh, we had a kindergarten graduation and they left. And then the rest of the day was, you know, getting the rest of the kids. So I had this brainchild, let's have a dance party. (laughs) Some of my best ideas just popped into my head and they continue now eight years later at the school. So after the kindergarten students left and the kids ate lunch, we brought all the kids down to the gym and we just had a playlist going and our dance teachers, you know, manned the playlist and we just had this huge dance party. I mean, when I tell you, we were all dancing. Parents who came to pick up their kids early were dancing. Teachers were dancing. Assistant teachers, kids were dancing. Leadership team was dancing. We were having a great time. And then I decided at the same time to do something that we had done at my previous school, which was a clap out. So we would um, line the kids up and I would say, Now announcing our new second graders. And then I would read the names of all the first graders who were going to be second graders. And they would come up and they would stand in the front and everyone would cheer for them. And then we'd do the same thing. And then, and now, ladies and gentlemen, for the leaders of this school, our new sixth grade students. And they would come up and it was like a really big thing. And now eight years later, it's still a thing that we do this clap out. And um, it has just gotten more and more special. Two years ago was the last time we did it because we couldn't do it with COVID last year. And we wound up doing it outside because it was just getting too many kids. It was too hot in the gym and the teachers lined up on one side and the students lined up on the other. And we would call the name, like we were at a, you know, a sporting event, and the kids would run down, they would come across, run down, they would high five or low five all of the teachers. And it was just, it was just such a joyful experience. So remember that, you know, kids come to school, and they're in school a long time. So making school joyful for them is going to give you way more bang for your buck. And it's also going to help increase your joy when the people around you are experiencing joy. So how do you increase your joy in your staff? That's a good question. And I think it starts, it really does start from the top. It starts by leading by example, by being joyful yourself. You know, um, when I, again, started in leadership, people were very critical of my face. And you're probably like, what is she talking about? But I am the type of person, we call it GSD, get stuff done. And I am the type of person who, when I am in my zone of trying to get things done, I almost, I am completely laser focused and almost have blinders on. I'm walking through the hallway, like really pensive. And people would see that as being, oh boy, Dr. Kozine's upset about something. And I totally wasn't, I was just really thinking. So I really have made a concerted effort over the last 20 years to always smile, to always acknowledge people in the hallway whenever possible. And I actually tell my staff, you know, let me tell you about my face, you know, and I kind of give them a heads up. And then other people who have been here before laugh and they'll say, Yeah, Donna Marie's really just in her zone or whatever. But by calling it out and letting them know that um, you know, once in a while, if you see me look really serious, it doesn't mean I'm mad about anything. I'm just really in my head trying to get things done. And then, you know, not just leading by example, but creating a culture of collaboration among your teachers too. Having opportunities for them to work together. We always do some fun things um, during the school year. A couple years ago, I did a scavenger hunt and we broke up the school in different teams. And it was some new teachers with some returning teachers and they were given clues about like, this is where the coaches meet, you know? And they went to the coach's office, but it wasn't, it was supposed to be the gym classroom, you know? So it was also like a tour of the building. Let me tell you, it was so much fun. We had teams being so competitive. I was laughing, everyone was laughing. We were taking videos and pictures and I put a quick video together. Then there were other teams who were acting all cool, like, eh, we're not motivated by competition. So um, creating experiences like that where people can just be silly and be fun Together as a staff will also increase collaboration um, and increase a sense of joy. We also try each month as a leadership team to do something special for our, our staff, whether it's um, something really simple. One day the leadership team came up with the idea of we turned a refrigerator into a vending machine. We put all specialty drinks in there, you know, special iced teas, water, you know, all different things. And they had to put a sticky note on the refrigerator, kind of like, tell me something good. Tell me something good about the school. And that was their payment for the vending machine. And the teachers loved that. So it doesn't always have to be expensive, but something that the teachers realize that you are appreciative of them. And, and that really increases their feeling of joy, too, because nothing is more joyful than feeling like you are appreciated. And the bedrock of all of this is relationships developing relationships, not only with your staff, but with your students. I talked about that with the students and it's the same with the staff if the staff knows that you um, believe in them and you appreciate them and you love them that's going to make them feel more joyful and you know The days of us versus them have to be over with because when there's competition between the teachers and the administration or people feel like the administration is out to get them, children are caught in the crosshairs and uh, true learning doesn't happen. So it's so very important for you to adapt your leadership style, to do things to make sure that you're increasing joy in yourself, in students, and in the staff. So last week I asked you, uh, I gave you a bit of a homework assignment, which was to um, set a goal. And I'm going to ask you to do the same this week in terms of setting a goal. I want you to do one thing this week to increase joy in your students and one thing this week to increase joy in your staff. Think about what it might be and make sure that you you do that. And I would love to hear how um, your responses are going to your homework assignments. You can email me at DMC at consultdmc.com, dmc DMC at consultdmc.com. And I want to hear about how work joy is coming along and how joy is essential is coming along by send me, you know, how you're doing on the challenges. I'd love to hear more until next week in friendship, love, and leadership. This is Donna Marie Kozine, and I will see you next week for episode three, building joy through growth. This has been another edition of the Joyful Educational Leadership Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes and share it with friends and colleagues. If you'd like to join our mailing list, please go to www.joyfuleducationalleadership.com where you can learn more about how you can become the joyful leader you were meant to be.